Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is Chris C, who blogs about fitness, Edmonton, entrepreneurship, and life on the Blitz Conditioning website. Welcome. Thanks. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by FO Photography. I recently spent an afternoon take getting my picture taken by Funmi Omatati Tan, and you'll hear us talk about how that went later in the podcast. All right, so back to you, Chris. How do you describe what the blog is about? The Blitz Conditioning blog? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is a little bit more about the background fitness, uh, anything fitness related, uh, but then a little bit more about lifestyle as well, right? So, I mean, recently taking on a, a column with CBC Radio, I get this opportunity to go out there and talk to people about fitness, to go out there and explore different fitness venues that are mostly outdoor related um, in Edmonton. So, I mean, that's really kind of the advantage right now. Um, but it's all piecemeal interrelated with all of our social media platforms and what we do as a business. Well, right, right. So, right. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're actually working in a little bit of journalism. Yeah, I try, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think all good blogs have that journalism component into it, right? Have that ability to do well-founded research, um, and it comes from a place where people are interested in what the content is. Right. So I looked at the blog, and it looks like mm-hmm. your first um, blog post was in 2012. Yeah. So why did you start? Uh, I mean, we started primarily for search engine optimization purposes, right? Uh, I think to, at that point in time, really coming out as an authority figure in uh, locally in Edmonton and also in, in fitness in general, um, but an authority figure in fitness. So we were posting stuff about, you know, five top five exercises that work well for core and um, other things like that that were really a lot more of the technique fitness related. Right. Um, so yeah, really more for SEO purposes and just to get ourselves out there more. Right? Interesting. Um, did you find it difficult at first? I think so. Uh, I, I mean, coming from a background of research, I'm used to creating content for people to read and critically analyze. Um, but certainly when you throw it out there into an audience, it makes things totally different. Um, and especially an audience that can come back and, and really kind of like have great conversation but then also critically analyze it as well, right? So. Mm-hmm. Right. And you also, and probably in tandem with that, cultivate a strong social media presence, both for Blitz Conditioning and for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was, why do you do that? Uh, Twitter was just up on the rise. I think it was maybe two or three years old in Edmonton at least, right? So um, it, to me, was a very interesting aspect of how to create communication lines with people without actually having to visit everyone face-to-face all the time. Yeah. Um, but it was really done in order to generate more conversation platforms um, and really get to know the community abroad, right, and all the fun stuff that's going on in Edmonton too, so... Do you have a favorite for a platform that you like to use the most? Instagram, really, right now, is my favorite. I think, I mean, two things, to tell a story visually and also add in a great top copy component to it makes total sense. Um, I think everyone's on it right now, but there are very few people that can creatively utilize the platform very well. Um, So it's always constantly pushing, right? And then on top of that, um, just constantly changing the way the platform interacts, right? So even something as simple as landscape versus horizontal, taking us outside of that one-by-one box makes things totally different, right? Yeah. mm -hmm. And I noticed there's a couple of ways that you're quite... um, interesting on that one is because you run around the city all over the place and through the river valley you get 
beautiful pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Do you just take those with your with your it depends. iPhone? Yeah. Um, so sometimes I take them with my phone. Yeah. And then other times I'll actually set the shots up. So and then I'll bring the DSLR and stuff, right? So it really depends on what days um, I feel compelled to go out and shoot more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but landscape photography definitely that's with the DSLR. Um, and then nowadays it, it you can almost not tell the difference, especially on a platform like that, in between um, your phone versus your your DSLR camera, right? Yeah. So, then the other thing, interesting thing that comes out of Blitz and and you sometimes is um, tremendous feats of strength and athleticism <laughs> that happen in your gym, yeah, right? Either yeah. by you or by by the, the by other Brett, people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think for us, it's to have fun with the tool, right? It, too many times in fitness, more especially, we're just showing how how the tool is, right? So we're showing different exercises, and that's what we did at the beginning. Uh, and then we evolved into, let's not talk about what everyone else is talking about on our blogs. Uh, let's not talk about the top 10 exercises you can do to squat or to improve your squat. Let's talk about really what we do with this, that we're taking this tool outside, um, taking it in the gym, but just really having fun with it, right? So, Can you identify what pushed you away from that sort of yeah, the usual thing that everybody in fitness does towards something that was For sure. more right. Um, I, I think you know the whole buzz feeding stuff nowadays, where it's like top ten whatever. Um, that starts to be a little bit boring for myself and really to create content that interests me ends up interesting the audience as well right so I think there is always that little bit of ego deep down on the inside yeah. <laughs> that whenever you're producing content um, that you really want to make something that you like doing um, but then it translates to other people really loving it too. And you get uh, a feedback mechanism there. You know what people interact with. Absolutely. I mean, the likes, favorites, and shares and stuff, I mean, for us, isn't necessarily the top thing that happens or the top thing that we're focused on. But it is sort of a great metrics with response to how people are interacting with your content. Right? Yeah. So. You're one of the few businesses that I see that's not in marketing or communications mm. primarily yeah. that uses those platforms um, very regularly. So how do you make time to do it? Because I think a lot of business owners say, yeah, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be doing that, but I don't have time. Our audience is on there, right? So I look at it from that perspective and say, like, if our potential audience uh, customer basis and our current community are on those platforms and interacting on those platforms, it's kind of our obligation to be on those platforms in order to ensure not what they're talking about, but ensure that we know what they do on a day-to-day basis, right? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, all businesses are marketing communications platforms, right? Um, so if we're not looking at that and if we're not focusing on the marketing comm side, you can have a great product and it's really not going to go anywhere. Um, word of mouth doesn't exist in sort of the door knocking style anymore. It really exists on these online platforms, right? And the other side is you can have a really crappy product um, and if you don't have that response back from social media platforms, and of course, as entrepreneurs, we always believe that we have the best product in the world. Right. Um, but if we're not gauging that response back, then we don't know how to shift the product or shift the service accordingly, right? So, mm-hmm. You also blog about what it's like to start, run, and build a business. You yeah. do it, and Erica Brudis, one of your mm-hmm. co-owners, does it. Do you ever feel vulnerable doing that, letting people see behind the curtain? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Um, I, I think it's, we're as as out there as we are, we still protect a lot of what's going on in our private lives, right? So, I mean, people don't know what we do minute by minute, um, but certainly showing that little bit of vulnerability to people um, allows them to understand how difficult it is to run a business like this, how difficult it is to run um, a lifestyle-based 
service organization that requires 16 to 18 hours out of your time every single day because you can't turn this off, right? So the other side is really to look at it and say like, okay, well, you know, how do we build a business like this and how do we give other people that want to work that level to that want to have that much passion and, and convert that into something that's um, a business into something that they can utilize, right? Right, so, yeah. Um, it's very helpful Yeah, <laughs> all of us. Many of your clients also use social media, your blog, or their own blogs to share their fitness journey. Uh, what do you think when you see that? Point of pride. Uh, you know, I love storytelling. Uh, that's really what, uh, from the marketing side, social media allows us to do, right? Um, so being interested in how they've spun their their version of fitness and how they've gone through um, a lot of their struggles in order to get healthier really to me is is more important than what I what content I put out there, right? It's to know that they have something sustainable, and that's really the important part, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes you're going to have a setback, mm-hmm. and I can see how getting fit out loud creates an accountability, but it can also create, I don't know, more pressure. Yeah. What, what, do you, what is your advice for people? Yeah, uh, I think, I mean, everything should be done within measure, right? Initially, it always seems really sexy and really important to throw everything out there. Um, and there is this almost like ego id competition with some people that start going out there and they realize there's, oh, 400, 500 hits on my site. I'm famous. It's like, no, you get a lot of readership. <laughs> yeah. um, and let's not confuse those two, right? right. Everyone understands failures and bumps in the road. Everyone understands that vulnerability. Everyone understands having to be able to start, stop things. Um, And you're right, the biggest problem when someone struggles, much like everyone else, but it's out in the open, is that fall looks a lot harder than, you know, than it would be if they'd just done that privately, right? So uh, I'm just realize that from that standpoint, great. It's very important to put it out there. Great importance to have that accountability. But from the opposite side, realize that you're just a person. Yeah. A person struggling through and defining your life as you go. And as we define ourselves both in you know fitness and also in business, there's always going to be those bumps in the road. And it's how you pick yourself back up from those. And the picking yourself back up will actually attract far more attention um, and far more positive attention uh, than sort of the negative side, right? So, Yeah. Do you actually talk to them about, okay, so here's what I think you might want to put on the blog, here's what you might want to hold back on? For sure. I I think nowadays, um, and this kind of goes counter to what most personal trainers are taught, personal trainers are very much, from the service business standpoint, um, very much like hairstylists. You know, we learn everything about our clients. (laughs) And if anything, we actually have more interaction with our current clients and our community members than a hairstylist would because we usually see them once a week or two or three times a week, right? Yeah. So we always have discussions on what's going on in your life. You know, what's um, what are the major barriers, not even to getting fitness done, but getting a proper schedule in. Um, There's a sense of busyness that goes across people's lives nowadays. Um, and once we believe that we're busy, that's when it really starts muddling things up. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. What doors has blogging opened for you? Tons of doors. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think from the blogging standpoint, establishing ourselves both as an authority figure at the beginning of, of our blogging relationship, I guess like four or five years ago, um, to the point now where people understand 
the power of influence and the power of influencers in our programs. Um, it's opened up ambassadorships for me um, for running, like Five Peaks Run this year that I ended up taking on. Um, it, it's opened up, you know, sponsorship opportunities to the point where I'm picking and choosing which ones are the best for me. Interesting. Um, and then it's also opened up a ton of business, right? Uh, so like you were chatting about before um, with respect to photography, I started photography more to support the business, right? To really kind of branch out and say like, okay, this is how our organization looks visually. Right. Um, and where it's led it towards is these cool landscape-styled photographies, um, getting contracts for event photography, um, and then actually doing some marketing comms off on the side as well, right? So um, being out there and open kind of allowed me to evolve myself um, as a business person too, so. And you also mentioned that you're now a fitness columnist on Edmonton AM. Yeah. So uh, what made you want to say yes to that opportunity? Love CBC Radio. I mean, I've been listening to that, um, that channel since I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first thing. Uh, but the other side, too, is more access to our greater community in Edmonton, right? So um, when I look at it, it's really intersecting this thing that I really love doing, which is the business aspect, um, but also being able to pull other organizations in and ask them exactly what their... Um, best in the world at, and then being able to put that out there. So, What else is coming up for you and or Blitz? Yeah, uh, Blitz, uh, we're still going. I mean, we opened up uh, Spin, yeah, it was probably about four or five months ago. Um, and that was sort of during the calmer times of the year. So uh, right now, looking at our classes, seeing them start to fill up, that's great. So from that side, we're actually offering a few more classes, a few more product offerings and stuff. Um, we're testing and constantly testing new services. Um, in our organization. So you'll probably see that come up in the next little while. Um, and then also from just more corporate um, aspects or corporate offerings. So we want to take the fitness into businesses um, as opposed to just having them come to us, right? right. I think that's really kind of more of the, the usable aspect of, of what we produce, produce as a tool, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, personally, it is really more from the photography side. Um, so really covering more event-styled photography for me. Uh, and then also opening up myself to a few more uh, marketing communications things. So just some opportunities there that are um, that are coming up. So mm -hmm. just one more um, business and communications thing. There's a a new social media network launching every <laughs> few months. How do you decide which one you are going to be on and which one you're just going to leave? Yeah, you got to get in front of it, right? Um, I think a lot of times, and I, I guess I'm in the demographic right now, not only age demographic, but just mindset, um, where we're experimentalists. So we'll pick it up. It's so easy to download an app nowadays. Uh, so just play around with the app and don't just like play around with it for like a half hour, right? Understand what it does for your business um, or for yourself. You know, for instance, Snapchat, I didn't quite get right. until I actually got onto the platform and really tried it out for, you know, three, four weeks straight and just started the, the whole story dialogue and understanding how that works, right? So it really is downloading something, playing around it for a bit, and then trying to understand exactly what demographic that will appeal to and seeing how that fits into your business. Not right now, but in like six months or in a year and a half or in two years, right? If that's going to, to come in. Right? Could be part of it, um, yeah. Yeah, and they're all the exact same systems too. I mean, they're all either photography or, or written, right? Right. Um, Medium.com is a great microblogging site. Um, a lot more people are getting onto Medium.com right now. And then you have to kind of disseminate whether or not that fits into the Blitz brand or if that's something that fits into my own personal brand or if it's just great content to consume because yeah. other people are on there, right? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear about the local blogs that Chris recommends. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by FO Photography, and I'm talking to photographer Funmi Omatari-Tan. Welcome back. Thank you very much. So we had a photo session. Yay. What did you think of it? I had a great time, Uh (laughs) but most importantly, I know that you had a great time. As promised, we showed the photos as we went along and you were very happy. And it wasn't just, oh, I'm happy because someone's taking my photos or just waving me off just so I'm happy. It was genuine and that meant a lot to me. You were able to get feedback from me on, I don't like how I look in that picture. I like how I look in that picture. Right. Because your view of what me looking good in a picture is, is different from mine, right? Exactly. You know yourself, so you know what is your best side. Communication goes a long way between the photographer and the subject. And as a result of that, I was able to incorporate your preferences. I always enjoy doing the portrait sessions in clients' homes or at least somewhere that means something to them. It's during that session that I really get to know the client. Yes, they they already trust me to do a great job. That's why they booked me in the first place. But it's in doing the session that like the real truth comes out. (laughs) Not that they're lying in the first place. It's just you understand more. You understand what they want anyway for the photos, but you understand more about where they're coming from and where they're hoping to get to. And that helps with empathizing with what is required. And I'd like to think that comes through in the images that are provided for you. I think that it did. Yes. So thank you very much. And thanks for talking to me today. You'll see Funmi's pictures turn up on the Seen and Heard in Edmonton website and on my various social media channels. And Funmi will have a blog post about them on her website. I really recommend that you book your portrait session today at fophotography.com. We're back. What local blogs do you like? Yeah, I'm interested more in photography blogs, right? So um, FO Photography is actually uh, an organization that I do look at and follow quite a bit. Um, They're doing some interesting stuff with wedding photographies um, and uh, really from sort of the communication side, they opened up that YAG wedding hour. I think it's on Wednesdays. Yes, that's right. Um, but that was one of the really cool things. That's um, on Twitter. If you if you exactly. follow that hashtag on Wednesday evenings, YAG wedding hour, you'll see yeah. all kinds of vendors. All kinds of vendors people, in there, right? Yeah. And I remember when I first, unfortunately, I'm always busy on Wednesdays. <laughs> um, but I remember when they first started off, I'm like, do it and just keep pounding it over and over again, and you'll eventually get those people in. Um, Nicole Ashley is another person that I uh, follow quite a bit. And then also Poppy Barley yeah. uh, is another organization that I really, really kind of like align well with. Uh, I've known the Barber Sisters, oh goodness, for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I think since we were in like grade seven or eight. And oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know um, that. So it, it's just a, another great sort of business story in Edmonton that we, we can sort of watch as they unfold and as they start maturing as, as an organization, right? So Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think you're right that they are also uh, a, a company. They sell footwear, but they totally have a handle on the exactly. whole content marketing yeah. and, and cultivating a community mm-hmm. around that. Yeah, it's it's almost in one sense like the footwear is secondary to what they're actually selling, which yeah. is really this, this whole notion of the experience, right? That's right. Um, and it's taking care of yourself. Um, at no matter what cost, right? It's yeah. putting something on your feet that you're you're totally happy with and totally comfortable with, instead of going out there in, in this big box office store and finding what works. Right, right? So, and yeah. also in a sustainable way, so you can feel good exactly. about treating yourself. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. 
So what advice do you have uh, for business owners who know they should be blogging or know they should be on social media but just can't quite get over that hump? Yeah, I think it's the initial point is always apprehension. It's what will people think about me if I start going out there um, or if I start getting out there. And I think really just put something out there. You know, Realize that there's so much content right now that's going out that you're a small fish in the bucket. Yeah. You, you maybe like it's not going to happen where you put out a blog unless it gets picked up right away and somehow goes viral. Yeah. Um, it's never going to happen where your first blog is going to get like a thousand, let alone 200 uh, visits. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, unless it's like yourself. No, not even. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it takes time, right? Yeah. So, and also from that aspect, as you start maturing as uh, a content creator, you're going to find that voice. But in order to do that, you have to get into the mediums first, right? Yeah. Um, and then really, really, I, I call it pimp it out. I mean, really make sure that that content is going through all of your social media channels. You're doing direct contacts, which is really what Twitter is for. Um, direct networking to people and just saying like, throwing it out there to specific people saying like, I think you really like this. What do you think about it? Give me a response back. Right? Yeah. Um, and then do that in an open and transparent type of way. And you'll get great support, great critique as to how to mature that voice a little bit, right? Um, that's really, you know, just get in there, just do it. Yeah. And just love, hopefully, love doing it, right? Um, but there are also, from the opposite side, a lot of businesses that are doing well without having to do the extensive amount of blogging and the extensive amount of social media generation content or that we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's just putting something out there and making sure that you're monitoring what's going on and ensuring that there's communication going around all of the content that's being created and thrown at you, right? Right. Um, food blogging is massive in, in Edmonton right now. Yeah. Um, so businesses don't even have to blog. They just have to monitor what content's coming out there and what actually is coming towards them. And then every now and then throw something out there so that you know, your food bloggers are, are apt to pick it up. And mm-hmm, start. So, mm-hmm. and amplify what other people are saying exactly. about you and, and also if they're complaining about you, deal with yeah. that in, in, a, in a good way. But I Usually. think you're right. Like Know the kind of business you're in. The mm-hmm. kind of business you're in, it makes a ton of sense to be having Instagram videos of, mm-hmm. above push-ups and redemption stories or whatever, yeah, right? Absolutely. But if you're running an insurance company, there's not a lot to mm-hmm. Instagram there. Exactly. But yeah. that doesn't mean you can't be somehow active in some totally. way. Totally, yeah. And especially on Instagram as a platform, I mean, pressure's on nowadays to create amazing pictures, amazing, like create amazing photography, right? So um, it's not about the the tech that you have, but it's about, you know, going out there and then just picking up like a photography 101 blog um, or like a short video or something and then just really appreciating and understanding all of those rules and guidelines. You're not recreating a real, uh, the the wheel yeah. with any blog or any content that you're creating, you're just sort of modeling that towards what you need to do. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Excellent. This yeah. is very sound advice. Thank you so much for talking no to me today. Uh, be sure to visit Chris's business and blog at blitzconditioning.com. And on that site, you'll find all of Blitz's social media links as well. And then I think you should follow Chris on Instagram at Chris C, that's C-H-R-I-S-T-S-E underscore. And that is also the same um, 
handle that he has on Twitter, and he's good on Twitter too. Uh, links to all of this and Chris's recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com and subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyeg.com for complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening.